welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of what are called Lord's Days. There are 52 of them for every week of the year. Today we are in episode number 17, and therefore in Lord's Day number 17. Lord's Day number 17 begins with an amazing question. The question is this, what benefit do we receive from the resurrection, quote-unquote, of Christ? We know that the resurrection is the foundational belief of the Christian faith. Without the resurrection, Christ came and he died for nothing. The Apostle Paul puts it this way, Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And then he ends with this, And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. In other words, the resurrection is foundational for Christian belief. It is through the vicarious sacrifice of Jesus Christ on our behalf that we have received life, but most of all, it is because of his resurrection that we have the hope of our own resurrection from the dead when that time finally comes. Now, the Heidelberg Catechism answers the question this way. And again, let me remind you of the question. What benefit do we receive from the resurrection of Christ? It answers it like this. First, by his resurrection, he has overcome death, that he might make us partakers of the righteousness which he has obtained for us by his death. Notice the emphasis is on Christ's righteousness that is given to us that we obtain not because of our own strength or because what we can do, but because of Christ who overcame death on our behalf. And he continues, it says in second, by his power, we are also now raised up to a new life. And third, the resurrection of Christ is to us a sure pledge of our blessed resurrection, which falls in line which, with what I just mentioned a moment ago. But going back to the second part, which says that by his power, we are also now raised up to a new life. Now, this new life is given to us in Jesus, and it's a new life that we are going to fully partake of in the future, but we can also have right now. Paul refers to this throughout his letters, that we have received a new life in Christ Jesus. We've been risen with Jesus to a new life. As have been said already in previous podcasts, Jesus came to conquer death, the devil, and sin. Here, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54-55 reminds us of what Christ did for us. It says, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? You see the word Hades appears there. Jesus Christ purchased our redemption from hell. Those who belong to Jesus will be resurrected into life and will spend eternity in heaven, not in hell. Last week, we were not able to get to the last question in Lord's Day 16 because of time. But here's what it says. Why is it added that he descended into hell? Added to, again, the Apostles' Creed, that he descended into hell. The answer is really profound. It says this, That in my greatest temptations, I may be assured that Christ my Lord, by his inexpressible anguish, pangs, and terrors, which he suffered in his soul on the cross and before, has redeemed me from the anguish and torment of hell. You see, 
that is also part of the benefit of Christ's resurrection and his death is that we are redeemed from the torment, eternal torment that is, of hell. Our assurance and our hope is in Jesus Christ. As Romans 4.25 says, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised up, again, resurrection, because of our justification. And to that hope, 1 Peter verses 1, 3 through 4 and 21 says the following. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you. You see, there is the contrast between hell and heaven. And indeed, Jesus Christ and his resurrection is our source of hope. And that is why in verse 21 in 1 Peter chapter 1, he says the following, Who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. So what does that mean for us? What should we do? Well, Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4 give us the key. It says this, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek those things which are above what Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. You see, there must be intentionality in the life of the believer. We must seek the things that are above, again, because we have been raised with Christ. Now, and then he continues in this way, set your minds on things above, not on things on earth. That is so hard, folks, to do because we often are drawn to things that we can control and things that we can see with our own eyes. But he says, do not do that. Instead, set your minds on things above. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So here he mentions sanctification. He mentions also the fact that we eventually will be fully glorified. Again, when you also appear with him in glory, that is the doctrine of glorification, that when you and I, those of us who are believers, are finally in the presence of God, in the end, we will be glorified in our bodies. And praise be to God, because again, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, that we were dead in our trespasses. God, even then, even then, God made us alive together with Christ. Well, the Heidelberg Catechism has a second question in Lord's Day 17. It says, what do you understand by the words, he ascended into heaven? Remember that in Lord's Day 16, he descended into hell. But then also now here in Lord's Day 17, it says that he ascended into heaven. The answer is simple, that Christ, by the sight of his disciples, was taken up from the earth into heaven and continues there on our behalf until he shall come again to judge the living and the dead. Here we are reminded of Acts chapter 1, 19, which says that when he had spoken these things while they were watching, he was taken up in a cloud and ascended into heaven. Now Ephesians 4, 10 says, He who ascended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. Now, this, folks, too, should draw our attention to the final coming of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 24, verse 30 says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. Remember, he is sitting into heaven. His final sign will be that he will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. 
Now, Christ did ascend into heaven, but it does not mean that he is not here with us. He will come back. He will return. Now, Lord's Day number 17 has yet another question. It says, But is not Christ with us even unto the end of the world as he was promised or has promised? Here, clearly a reference to Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, that Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So the answer is, of course, Christ is with us. The Heidelberg Catechism answers it this way. Christ is the true man and true God. According to his human nature, he is now not on earth, but according to his Godhead, majesty, grace, and spirit, he is at no time absent from us. Clearly here, a reference to God's omnipresence. God is Jesus. Jesus is God. Therefore, he is present here now. He is not present with us as a human being on the earth, but he is present with us in the person of Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, who dwells with us. So he is with us forever, always, until the end of the age. The last question here in the Heidelberg Catechism, though, has to do with the two natures of Christ. Though Christ is fully man, he's also fully God. So here's what it says. But are not, in this way, the two natures in Christ separated from one another, if the manhood is not whatever the Godhead is? Well, the answer is not at all. For since the Godhead is incomprehensible and everywhere present, it must follow that the same is not limited with the human nature he assumed and yet remains personally united to it. Again, here the foundational doctrine of our Christian faith that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. When he was on earth, he can only be at one place at the same time as in his full human form. However, as God, he's always been everywhere and always will be. And we know that because Colossians 2.9 says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So Jesus never has ceased to be God and never will cease to be God. But one thing is so important for us to remember, and this is amazing, and especially in light of Easter. It says this, Matthew chapter 28 verse 6 says, He is not here, for he is risen. And that is our strength, folks, that Jesus has risen from the dead. And therefore, we have our hope in Him. Well, thanks for listening to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to share this podcast and also to subscribe. Thank you and God bless.